Hi, everyone. My name is Shannon Calder, licensed therapist, and I'm joined by Dr. Kathy Barrett, forensic psychologist. We talk about all topics from a psychological perspective. Welcome to Terror Talk. You said it like that? Sure. Audrey from huh. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mushnick. Sure. Hi, everyone. This is Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Yes, it is. And it's a big one. It's a big one. So today on the show is basically our celebrate our personal conversational celebration of our 200 200th episode, which is what is happening right now. It doesn't it doesn't feel possible. Although when I think back to the very first recording that does feel like a, a long really time, time ago. ago <laughs> I've just really loved this experience and they always say, you know, if you love something, you never work a day in your life kind of thing. And, and, you know, we didn't do this for work. We did it for fun, but it does take work. Oh yeah. Uh, to, and you do a ton of work. I mean, so Shannon, you. Shannon's been producing our show. We're into our third season and I just want to, you know, let everybody know the amount of time because you don't, you're very humble about it, but Shannon puts hours a week into all of the editing and preparation and organization, you know, as much as our show is organic in the sense that we have, a, you know, we don't script anything we talk about. There's a lot of preparation, you know, I mean, we both prepare, but, sure. um, you know, you, you've done a lot for this show and it, it, I just want people to know that you've worked really hard to get us where we are. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think when we started, I think you were right in the sense that if you like something or love something, you never work in a day of your life or the, whatever that saying is. And obviously that's an overstatement, but I can say that I would say most of the things that I do and that I've learned or taught myself to do through this process in order to get us up and running every week, sometimes twice, most of the time, twice a week. Um, I had to teach myself and, like the technology and all the different things and the different iterations that we've been through of like, okay, now we're going to record on our phone and now we're going to do it this. Oh you know? my gosh. And all of the different sort of computer programs that I've had to like learn and figure out stuff. Like I've enjoyed most of that. Mm -hmm. So whereas I very much appreciate your acknowledgement and I do do a ton of work um, before, during and after and all of that. I actually enjoy 90% of it. Yeah. And even the preparation that we do and all the research for mm -hmm. the shows it is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So let's, but we can, we can, we can be truth tellers in this way as well. I was just having a conversation with someone the other day about like, we love it and we enjoy it and we do a bunch of work to make it as the best that we know how to make it. And yes, there are certain episodes that we <laughs> sit down to, or certain days of recording, because right now, obviously, we're recording. It's like certain days of recording where we sit down and we go like, okay. Do we, we do get, this one first? It's like a marathon. Do we get this out of the way because like, it's heavy? Yeah. yeah. Like So it's not to say that it's all a barrel of laughs. No. It's more to say that, of course, there are episodes like this episode right now. I've been looking forward to this. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the Shrink Chat episodes. I always look forward to those. It's um, even though sometimes we tackle some research or some news or some things in our own life that are more difficult to talk about, it's, it's not, 
it doesn't hurt my brain. Yeah. And then there are other episodes that take hours and hours of like research and preparation. And then, and then when we're recording it, we both have to actually be listening very carefully to each other Mm -hmm. and like concentrating and following kind of an, an outline and Mm -hmm. all that. So it's just different, but, um, I appreciate both kinds, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think I have learned so much more about horror than mm. and true crime than I ever thought I would. It's always been, I mean, clearly we're doing the show because we love both horror and psychology and it's what brought us here. But part of the fun in this work is all of the information we gain through the preparation and exposure <laughs> to even watching the dumbest, <laughs> most horrific cult stuff that we let. La- I mean, we, you know, we, we get exposed to so much in the psychology, horror and true crime um, fields. Yeah. I think um, obviously, like you said, we got into it because we had a natural interest mm-hmm. and we thought we could bring something to the table that might um, help us understand our natural instinct towards horror and true crime, but also help others because horror is uh, pathologized in our culture as being a a niche interest that, you know, isn't uh, to be respected and, and all of that, you know, and I feel like part of what we wanted to do and are doing, hopefully, at least I've heard from some listeners that have said this is that, you know, Hey, it's like, there's something around, you know, having a license and higher education and having a, um, a job that is seen as respectable, let's mm-hmm. say, and also coupling that with something that's pathologized and not treated with as much respect as it should be. Mm-hmm. And coupling those two together is like, we can provide that like, Hey, <laughs> there's like, so it's it's a way of sort of saying i mean i've heard from listeners recently and as and as far back as when we started around like hey thank you so much for you know bringing your expertise to the genre because like nobody ever takes us seriously or mm-hmm. everybody i know you know i've heard from like college students that are saying like all my, you know, all my friends just sort of like make fun of me for liking horror, but I think there's more to it than that. And thank you for making it credible kind of thing. Totally. You have conversations with people who are, have really ever given horror a real, like a real shot. Yeah. They're not talking out of like an intelligence about it. They're just like a judgment outside of it. Yeah. Or they just weren't raised with it because they were just told it was bad or, or, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, so when I start to talk about it, and talk about it from the lens of our show, people kind of look at me like, that's a lot deeper than I thought horror could ever be. I'm like, horror is the deepest genre out there. Yeah, like get it together, people. (laughs) It's actually the deepest genre out there because it taps into our unconscious fears. It taps into even our conscious fears. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many elements of uh, identity and parapsychology and, um, you know, just the, we've talked a number of times about all of the, you know, like mythological creatures that are based from psychological disorders like vampires and narcissism. I mean, it, there's just so much there. If you take the time, the horror is a, is much deeper than just slashers. And even though we love slashers and we talk about slashers, um, slashers are actually relatively boring compared to a lot of the horror that's out there and the stuff that's being made now. I mean, Jordan Peele is a perfect example of taking horror and making it 
something, you know, sociopolitical. Yeah, absolutely. And all that to say, we absolutely did this because we are two friends that loved Halloween. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It really did start with our Halloween parties. So these, this, this advocacy piece and this sort of figuring out who we are and what we want to do and accomplish in this space really was created over our first episode, our first season. Like the gateway drug was, let's let's talk about horror films and let's bring psychology to true crime you know having conversations around like hey i've studied a lot about manson oh hey i've studied a lot about bundy why don't we do episodes why don't we have discussions with each other it was more like hey we really like having discussions about stuff with each Mm -hmm. other i think we've got something that like my i think I don't remember it exactly, but I know for myself, inside myself, it was like my producer brain was like, I think, I feel like we have something to offer. Yeah. And you actually, you came to me probably a year before we started. Oh, wow. I, I don't remember I, that. I, I want to say it was, I mean, <laughs> Please it was. Please tell me. <laughs> I, what did I, I want to say that you, you started to entertain this mm. towards the end of us doing our big Halloween parties. Yeah. We used to do a a yearly Halloween party and we would spend so much time prepping for it and you'd come over for the whole weekend and decorate. Oh, so fun. Anyway, but go ahead. Um, (laughs) And I think that when that started to, to die out because, you know, people didn't want to make the drive or whatever it was. And we're like, you know what? Fine. We're going to start doing our own Halloween viewing parties at Shannon's and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, five people come, whatever. And then we started to transition out of that and going, I remember going and you thinking the same thing. We don't want this to be the end of our, we want to celebrate this all the time. And then I think it was maybe five or six months after that. I may have a timeline off that you were, you're just like, so I've been thinking (laughs) because the truth is, is both of us are total dorks. We collect, um, horror you know merch and we love going to the parks and we were really looking forward to going to the, the conventions this year and, next so, year um <laughs> yeah next year or hopefully this this coming year 2021 but mm-hmm. anyway i just feel like it was it was just organically it just naturally came about because of our interest and yep and i remember so i don't remember necessarily that part so it's good that there's two of us uh, <laughs> to remember all the stories i i i do however remember sort of saying like okay so what are we going to do and I remember saying, I think our first episode should just be like our, our, um, our origin story and like, just come to my kitchen table and bring like what you remember about the first horror movie you ever saw type of thing. And we'll just tell our origin story really mm-hmm. briefly. And so we used our phone. I used my phone and we recorded into the anchor app Mm-hmm. I did a bunch of research around like what would be a good like app to use that would be um, good for people starting out and could provide some support and all of that. And I found anchor and we started and we sat around that kitchen table and um, (laughs) we recorded that episode. Oh boy. And we did. And then we just kept going. It was like, and then we did, um, you know, the game and audition, which were 
Your, oh my gosh. Yeah. That was our second episode was like yeah. the game you brought, like we really literally, literally just started out by saying like, you bring a movie and I'll bring a movie kind of yeah. like we do for our buddy watches now for shrink chat. Yeah. As it's like, we pick, you know, each one of us picks one and we just like show up at the kitchen table and talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. and I think for those of you who want to do anything creative, like just start doing it. Yeah. Because I'm not saying those episodes were good necessarily, but they weren't bad. They were fine. They were us getting our sea legs. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we went into Universal Studios Horror Nights preview stuff because it was that time of year. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Halloween party at Disneyland and all of that. And we started to just talk about more movies. And then we got to the point where we did our first true crime series, mm-hmm. which was Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember prepping and doing that episode yourself? Yeah, I do. It was the first or one. The it was the first true crime series that we did. So mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot from doing it. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I think as we've moved on in the series, we've we've delved more into the less of the content mm-hmm. and timeline. Although we did, I mean, in Ted Bundy, we did talk a lot about his childhood and identity stuff. We did get into that, but um, Bundy is, there's so much information there. And I think I, I learned with Richard, when I did Richard Ramirez, Mm -hmm. how to cut back on some of the content and really just roll into like, what are the psychological elements that are really important to discuss without having to read the whole book? Sure, sure. Um, Yeah. I think one of the, I think one of the things I'm agreeing with you, like as from my own experience, but I'm also sort of how I've watched you do differently along the way. And we both still have ways in which we want to grow and how we present the material, but it's kind of like learning the learning what is important content that needs to be told again and again. And what doesn't like, like, you generally have to go through the murders. Yeah. You know, I think explicating that and talking about that in any kind of series is important because it really provides the sort of trauma complex, Mm -hmm. the trauma base for what actually happened. And it also, you know, provides a respect to the victims actually to really tell their story and what happened to them. And um, I think that's why my, my favorite one of my favorite episodes and when I say favorite meaning I think it was one of the most well executed and just um, I think it, it I remember listening to you as you were doing it and mm-hmm. I was trying to be more of a listener than a co-host at that time was the episode your Manson series was great and I think that the, the Tate LaBianca murders that episode because you weren't just like reading through it. Mm-hmm. It was very visual, but in a necessary way for listeners to really capture truly how brutal it was. And I remember following along, looking at pictures as you were walking through it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I think, one of the first episodes that I walked away from the podcast and went, we're growing. This is changing. This is getting, getting deeper. Better. This is <laughs> yeah. like that episode. I remember just, this is when we weren't recording in the same studio. I was at home. I know. I listened to it. And I remember it. clicking off and going, 
fuck. <laughs> like this is, we're in a totally different space now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like moments that sort of shifted our perspective along yeah. the way. So the Charles Manson series that we did is also in the first season. And there were six episodes to that. And it's interesting because when we were kind of talking about this episode and what we wanted to chat about today, I went back and, you know, Kathy said, hey, these are a couple of moments where, you know, I, I, I think about when I think about how we've grown. And she said that episode and I'm like, well, I got to go back and listen to that because I have no memory it's, it's of June, June 12th, 2019. Yeah, so I did. I, um, I went back and listened to it. Because one of the things I'm doing is that for the website that I'm building for us, which I'm going to go ahead, even though we're pre-recording this, I'm going to go ahead and say it's up now because <laughs> it will be. Um, and I can give myself a deadline. One of the things is that our, our patrons on Patreon are going to have full access to all of season one um, with a password. So that's what I'm finishing building now. And so anyway, um, Manson was a six part series during that. And it's funny because I went back and listened to that and, um, yes, (laughs) I listened to myself. I'm like, did I do that? Like, huh? Mm -hmm. I kind of vaguely remember that because I do remember that we were, um, recording remotely. And so, um, the sound for you wasn't as great. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do most of the talking, so that's fine in those episodes, but also I had a terrible sickness that I was getting over. Mm-hmm. If you listen to episodes in season one around, uh, which I have a little clip to play from something uh, later, but every year I get bronchitis around the same time. So those episodes in that moment in time, I, I know I was recovering because at one point I'm, I start to, I'm starting to cough because I've been talking for 20 or 30 minutes. So I'm starting to like go like, <laughs> you know, over to the yeah. side and at one point, at one point you're like, I got to stop. I got to, and then I, I had to stop. Yeah. There's a point where my audio, I can, t- I can tell that I had to splice it together um, because I started coughing. And then when you come back to the episode, the sound is like really crisp and clear. And I'm like really calm and I'm talking really calmly <laughs> because I had just had like the massive coughing fit. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that I limped through that Charles Manson stuff. Like I did a, I remember that fuck ton of work on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're doing this shit. Yeah. Man. I remember that. And I limped through it because I was having massive coughing attacks because talking for an hour is not the thing you need to do when you ha- just have bronchitis. So, um, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of work and there's actually, I'd really like to revisit it. Um, so we'll, we'll talk at the end of this episode a little bit about what we'd like to do in the future or things we want to do. And we definitely want suggestions from you guys, but we obviously have ideas about, and one of the things I'd like to do is revisit the Manson series because I think I can, I think I can do better. That's my thought process. Yeah. I I mean, I think it was, a great series. Thank but, you. But, but I, you know how it is. It's like, yeah. well, I think I can do better. Yeah. And we could even revisit Bundy with your new we found. Um, but okay. So we, um, so after Bundy, you know, we went through and we continued to do horror movies. We started doing TV series, you know, we'd sort of like, I remember I talked about Mr. Mercedes. Um, we yeah. talked about American oh gosh, horror story. So long ago. 
Yeah. But then we were also still sort of doing The Omen and The Exorcist and classic stuff and Stephen King and all that. But we also started to sprinkle in things like um, we did an episode called Myths About Serial Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, discussion of uh, Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland, I think, was one of our more controversial episodes because it was shortly after the documentary had come out and there was so much controversy around the validity and authenticity of the survivors being that people knew who they were and they, um, I even know people who grew up dancing with them and had opinions about their, you know, the whole thing. And, and so I also know someone who is, was very close professionally to Michael. So I could not have conversations with her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, that was really tough because clearly we were coming at it from a trauma trajectory yeah. and looking at how trauma unfolds. I have a client uh, right now who I've been on this case for over a year and his sexual trauma has unfolded exactly the same way. Mm. And the first questions he'll get from, from the opposing attorneys or the courts or even social workers is, well, maybe not, not his social worker, his social worker gets it. But the first question is, why didn't you say it all? at the beginning, why are you telling us this now? And I'm like, don't, you know, and and me then having to explain and writing a letter to the court going, this is how trauma unfolds. That episode was also, I think another game changer for us. Yeah, I agree. Um, It was a popular episode as well. Like I can also offer in this conversation what I recognized in that first season, because I was kind of looking, I was also the one like looking at the numbers and what was, what people were downloading and what they weren't. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, so I'm, and I'm always doing that so that we continue to engage the people that are supporting us. Mm-hmm. So, cause it's like, okay, if I'm getting big numbers on this or that, then if we like it enough, let's do more of that too, because this is something that obviously people are are wanting. And one of the things that was really popular then was certainly our Ted Bundy series, any true crime psychology series we do. So in that first season, it was Manson and Bundy and Dahmer. Those were the three series that we did in our first season. Like how ambitious were we? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that's a lot of freaking work. Um, and I, I mean, I was just talking about on a, a recent um, Patreon discussion, I was talking about a bunch of Jeffrey Dahmer stuff I just watched. So we're obviously still in it. <laughs> um, but the other episodes and things that were really popular that year were certainly some of the other true crime stuff that you're talking about. So the Leaving Neverland, um, the myths about serial killers, which was, I remember an idea that I had like, we need to bust some of these myths because we're talking about serial killers, but everybody has these ideas about like what they are and what they aren't. So we did that. And then also I have to mention that I remember being, so I remember being surprised by this. (laughs) Besides our true crime psychology, like series like Manson and Bundy and Dahmer, besides those our most, downloaded but not necessarily listened to the whole episode (laughs) was um our child crimes episode yeah so since then i remember at the time it was like people would download and then i think they would start listening and go like oh god Uh, because it's heavy material but now if i look at the numbers to it 
like it's just one of our more, more popular episodes from season one. And we talked about Madeline McCann and John Bonet. Mm. And we did a follow up in season two of that because of that episode being so popular. Like I would never have known that that was a huge interest beyond the other things that people are interested in. Obviously I'm not an idiot. I know that in our culture, those cases are interesting, but if I didn't have access to those numbers and watching them and going, what really? (laughs) I know it's right. There's some really surprised us. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. Um, We also did Lizzie board in that year. I don't want to forget that one. Yeah. We we started to go back to some of the, um, um, you know, historical, (laughs) historical, right. I think we talked about, um, Mm -hmm. Oh, what's his name? The guy who, the, the Chicago fair, the guy who buried people in the walls. We, we talked about, Mm -hmm. we started talking about some of the more historical ones there for a while. Season one, um, were those three true crime psychology series, as well as a fourth one of Lizzie Borden. Um, we just did a twofer on that. And then also, that was that first year is the year we did the psychology in, of Jordan Peele's Us and Get Out. Yes. So I have that one written down. Oh, no, I don't have that one written down, but that was another one I really enjoyed because we went to see Us. That was before Manson, actually. Yeah, we went to see Us, and then we did a an episode on Jordan Peele's stuff, which, you know, I'm really excited. He has clearly Candyman, but then he's also redoing uh, people under the stairs, which is going to be mm-hmm. unbelievable because it's one of the first horror films with, uh, even back when it was made in, I think 1991 with uh, uh, the protagonist was a black, a young black actor. So he's, and, and there were, there were a lot of under like, sociopolitical undertones at that time. So it's going to be really interesting to see the remake with his twist on it. Um, I'm super stoked because that's a really, it, it, it's a comedy horror, but it's really disturbing and there's a lot of different uh, cultural elements. So I'm always excited to see what he does with stuff. Absolutely. So two other things about season one I want to mention is one, we started an additional show called shrink chat that comes out every Friday and boy has shrink chat been a journey. <laughs> So what happened is, I think for me, and I pitched it to you, as I remember, because I remember do, thinking about it and then pitching it to You're you. You're like, you might hate me. I Yeah. Which I'm is, adding more work. Which is how I start a lot of our conversations. I'm going to make you watch a movie you don't want to. Um, but what this was is, hey, I'm noticing that, you know, everyone really loves like our true crime stuff and we're starting to build a horror audience as well. And that's fantastic. And we're doing these like deeper, you know, we had started, we had just come off of Manson (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we had started to do like, you know, death and grief in the, in pet cemetery. And we were starting to really get into the juice of psychology and true crime and horror. Like just sort of starting to get a groove with that. And I remember thinking like, yeah, but where's the fun stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we weren't able to figure out how to blend those two things together. Like we want to do the trivia and we want to do, um, we want to talk about horrible horror movies that we're watching right now. And we want to talk about psych research and we want to have a chat show. Like we want to just chat with each other about whatever. I mean, it has structure obviously, but So we could do this terror talk show that is more produced. Let's put it that way. Like Mm -hmm. we do more work 
to put together a narrative in those shows so that it comes together like it doesn't sound like shit. Mm-hmm. And then like have a shrink chat show on Fridays and the shrink chat show is like us just playing around and figuring out what we want to do. And so it became like the creative incubator in a way because it's it's grown since then. So I'm just talking about like what it was season one. And it's like if you listen to really early episodes of Shrink Chat, which are no longer available widely, but will be available on our website. You know, we were just like, hey, this is the added show. Listen or don't listen. It's also <laughs> where we we started to be able to vent about our week. And yeah, just, for more personal. It be, yeah, it just became more... People, I think it, it gave the audience, if they wanted to, an opportunity to know us beyond just yes. um, the work podcast that we were, hosts. Exactly. Right? And like oh. the the knowledge we were dropping. Well, and I think we learned that we had a, uh, we were starting to develop an audience of psych students mm-hmm. and um, people interested in the psychology field, not, not only the horror field. So sort of normalizing compassion fatigue and normalizing having bad days. And um, we're not always filled with gratitude and positive thoughts. And sometimes it's okay to be like, Hey, this week sucked. And that we were, hu- that's the other advocacy piece that started coming up over the last couple of years is like, therapists as humans you know yeah and um and normalizing that in other words normalizing that therapists have senses of humor <laughs> and one. feel hopeless at times and, and feel, feel hopeless at and times. get frustrated and have their own issues in life and also love horror and true crime and can joke around have personal lives and be silly and be friends yeah. So that gave us a venue to do that where we could just buckle down and do the work of the main show. And then we had shrink chat that would give us the, the, uh, you know, give us the levity that we needed to be able to talk about whatever we need to talk about. Now it's grown of course, but we'll get to that. Um, The other thing uh, wrapping up season one is that at the very end of season one, we got better recording equipment Yeah, my God. and boy, were we excited, but listen, don't, wait to get good recording equipment before you start your creative project. We learned a lot in that first year. Are there, are there episodes that I wish had better sound? Absolutely. Cause now I'm, I think we have to redo them to, <laughs> because they're good. It's good content, but you, you know, the sound's not great, but Hey, don't let that stop you. So at the end of season one, our very last episode of season one, we did um, season one and season two of the mind hunter. And that was our very first episode that we had good sound on. Mm -hmm. And we were in the same room and it was exciting. It was. And that's how we started. I remember listening listening to it and going, oh my God, it's so clear. We sound like professionals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's how we started off season two. And um, season two, mindfully on my part, started off with a bang. Um, We did an Amanda Knox episode. This episode was incredibly controversial because (laughs) we had a lot of people not like us after this. Well, that's not true. I'm, I'm over exaggerating, but, um, we had a little Twitter drama. We did have some people who, you know, were, uh, from, we got some feedback (laughs) that, that were lived in Europe, um, much closer to where this happened. And, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe knew the, I mean, the, uh, victim, we're not sure. Um, you know, we were very clear. I think Shannon was very clear that we were, we were making an assessment based on only 
a couple of things that we had viewed and read and, and more specifically not talking about whether she was guilty or innocent, but adding context to, and I thought this was a really important part was her developmental stage, you know, who there was so much about her case. Um, and, and a lot of it alluded to her being much older than she actually was. And so I thought it was really important that we mentioned how her developmental stage, some of the stuff we were seeing was very appropriate for her age. And I know talking about that really triggered some people. Um, and we did get some messages around how, well, I don't know. What do you remember them saying, Shannon? It I was don't really like, remember actually what they said. Yeah. Um, I just knew that, um, people had some reactions to that and the reactions felt emotional for sure, mm -hmm. which I can completely understand mm -hmm. um, that a lot of people have a lot of emotions about a lot of the things we talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but there are certainly groups of people out there that are, are um, concentrated on one case or another. Right. So, you know, um, and they and they had some things to say around it. And what I could tell was that it was very emotional, their response. And so I had a lot of empathy for that. And also it was not, it was providing some feedback and judgment on things we didn't do or said we weren't doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. In other words, you know, you should read the court reports from this, that, or the other because X, Y, Z. Then you'd know she was guilty or something, stuff yeah. like that. And and I, you know, we I was very clear at the top of the episode that we weren't lawyers, we weren't going at it from that way. We also, I even said like, go watch X, Y, Z documentaries because we're not going to provide all of the nuts and bolts and facts. This isn't one of our true crime psychology series yeah. around where we try to provide more facts and take you through the whole case. We weren't mm -hmm. doing that. We were actually literally just talking about a new documentary that had come out mm -hmm. and using that as a basis or a jumping off point, what we thought of the documentary, but also what we thought of, like you said, her developmental stage, just what we saw psychologically from over here. Right. Not knowing her, not being part of the right. case, not re I even said, I, I'm not reading the court documents. I'm just going off of the, what this documentary presented, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, you know, emotions get you in a place where you say things that are, you know, it, it was obvious that they hadn't listened to the episode. Yeah, I think they were, I don't know if they, they got the Cliff's Notes version of yeah. what we were, um, or they listened up to a certain point. That's exactly yeah. what happened. The, the, some of the yeah. comments were like, oh, I turned it off at this point, blah, 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 because they said X, Y, Z. So mm -hmm. there was some controversy. But we've had other controversial topics. I mean, even just in season one, like you're saying, like, whenever we tackle a controversial documentary, that seems to be like Leaving Neverland or, mm -hmm. you know, um, or this, mm -hmm. Amanda Knox. So- mm -hmm controversy but honestly it's one of the things if you want to put your voice out into the world which is what a lot of people are afraid of and i know i have been afraid of that in the past criticism especially, especially when i was younger is that you're going to have people that don't like you yeah and okay yeah and a lot of it is just their projections anyway because they don't even know us no <laughs> no exactly yeah. um it's like when i hate a certain actor or something yeah it's like you know, come on. I don't really yeah. hate them. I just I don't know didn't them. like that role or yeah. this, that, or the other. So, all right. <coughs> Season two, there's my coughing because I talked about coughing. Season two. 
I remember I felt like we hit a groove a little bit. Like we were feeling better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pull up season two here. <clears throat> For October, we did things like um, we decided to do a whole series in October around ghosts, werewolves, zombies, nurses, you know, vampires, witches. Mm-hmm. We did. <coughs> oh, I'm gonna have to edit this out because. <clears throat> um, I totally forgot about another episode I absolutely loved. In what season one? I think it's season two. Season two would that be November twenty nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so jo- let's talk about that. <laughs> jo- Joker making of a psychopath. Right. So one of the things that that we started to do was. Um, we thought let's take one movie that has psychopathy in it and we've done several of these since then so obviously by the time season two was coming around I was certainly getting ideas I know Kathy was getting ideas around like different series we could put together that were that were in addition to the true crime psychology series that was doing really well. And one of those that we've kept doing is something like this. And that was, I believe the first one that we did like that Joker, the making of psychopaths since then we've done like, you know, we really need to talk about Kevin and, and all of those other ones. But yeah. Do you remember that episode? I do. Yeah. What do you remember about it? Um, you're talking about Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember, well, you and I went and saw this in the theater and I remember leaving it and going, wow, we have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> that we didn't want to share with each other mm-hmm. at that time. So I didn't know what you were going to bring. You didn't know what I was going to bring. But I remember there, it might be the first conversation that you and I had where we really went into the depths of personality disorders and psychosis on the show mm-hmm. and done from you know, the the Joker's or the character, the Joker has been done so many times, but this was really a mental health movie. Yeah. And, um, I remember the old office set up. I remember where I was sitting, but I, I don't, I don't, I just remember it being a very, like, I forgot we were recording. If that makes sense. And I just remember it being a really deep conversation about, um, narcissism and schizophrenia and psychopathy. And I think it was the first time we went into such depth mm-hmm. um, regarding a, mental with a, illness with yeah. a movie, with, as a, a, with a movie, with a yeah. movie as a background. Yeah. I think, you know, we had been dancing around that and doing that a lot and talking about horror movies. And, you know, we had done um, Stephen King's it, and we had done a lot of like singular, we had started to do singular movies. Pet Cemetery, we did. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, we were dancing around that. And I think you're absolutely right. I think um, in that first couple of months of season two, we started to just like sign on. <laughs> like, and I remember we went to the movies and halfway through, I think I leaned over and I was like, we have to do a whole episode because we were going to do it on shrink chat. Yeah. We were going to talk about it as like a buddy watch on shrink chat. And I was like, oh no, we have to, as soon we as we saw it, we're so like. So many. And I think there was, a, we kept saying, because we knew he was a child of a, a narcissist. So we kept looking at each other going, 
like big T number one. So like we're, we're noting all the traumas through it. I we think. were, so we like were, that, yeah. we just started to really groove on like how much we were going to be able to talk about it. So that was definitely the start of, it was certainly the start of me and my mind going like, all right, there are other movies that we can do this with. And yeah, so I think I'm looking at the dates right now. I think the next time we talked about psychopathy on such a level was we need to talk about Kev- Kevin, which was April 29th, 2020. Mm-hmm. So this was really lo- that launched a lot of that. Yeah, and right after that, I did my series on Kuklinski. That was a great series too. So I did those four, like literally right after that, we did that. So we did a bunch of stuff around horror and psychology in October, and then we started doing singular movies, and we did Kuklinski. And I remember another controversial and popular episodes right around that time were um, we did a, an episode on human trafficking, mm-hmm. which was pretty popular. The other thing I want to mention is that, um, so at this point, we're doing a lot of shrink chat, and we're still doing, we used to do a segment called What the Hell. We did. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all through this time, um, somewhere in season one, we started doing it, and somewhere in season two, we stopped doing it, but it was a segment... <laughs> we called what the hell and it was super fun we would tag it on to the end of our shows and it was basically ridiculous stupid criminal stories that we would rip from the news and it was like our old horror facts with kath yeah, yeah. <laughs> although it was super fun for a long time yeah. um we would each bring a basically a what the hell story where it'd be like a ridiculous criminal or something. And um, my thought is that I'm going to, I'm going to take all of those segments in my free time. I'm going to take all of the, what the hell segments and I'm going to put those on the page on the website as well, because I think if you just listen to, there were some people that were hardcore what the hell fans. Really? Yeah. And when we got rid of it, cause it just, we started to not be interested anymore and it just started, Start. We were putting our efforts into the research of the main show and the Shrink Chat show. And I think the What the Hell segment is really fun and great, but we weren't paying attention to it. And so it gotten kind of bad, in our opinion. It fell off. Like we yeah. weren't, we, weren't we kept doing running it. into Floridians that peed on each other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, here's another one. Sorry, Florida, but you're all in Florida. You're either stealing gators or pissing on each other. Or criminals that were falling asleep while robbing places. Or yeah. criminals that were yeah, doing. Yeah, the sleep one was big. It, there were several of them. Sleep, feces, and farting. And that farting. was another one. Farting when you get arrested. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like. <laughs> Smoking pot in like cop cars and stuff. So you can see, I mean, I know that you're listening to this. If you're listening this far into this episode, you're a true fan of ours and you're going like, why aren't you guys still doing that? That's super funny. Well, here's the thing is that we did, we weren't putting, we weren't making it good anymore. In my opinion, it was hard. You know what? It it was really hard after a while to find diversity in these stories because let's be real. There's categories of crime for a reason. And so often it was a lot of the same stuff with a different person doing it. And I think that's where it would, for me, it got harder to be, um, I don't know, creative with it. Right. Absolutely. And so what we had a decision for me, I think I was the one that goes mm-hmm. like, we're pulling the plug on this. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, what started to happen is that when I would edit the episodes and listen to them and stuff, it started to be like, Oh wow, we are really phoning this kind of this shit in. Like this is not, we are not doing this well. <laughs> so right. 
Um, that means, and then, you know what? It's like, then you may, you have a decision point to make, right? Like you either, you know, shut up and get to get it together and do it well and actually put more work into it. Or you decide that you're going to put that effort and work into something else. And I think what, what I decided, and I, of course, talked to Kathy about this and said, Hey, do you agree? As I said, I would like to like dump the, what the hell segment and spend more time forming and making shrink chat better Mm -hmm. and having a better kind of format and more, um, content and, uh, meat to it because it has a lot of meat now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it didn't then. And so that's just where, like, we don't have all the time in the day yet because we're not getting paid to do this at this juncture in time. So we have to like, stream where the effort goes now here's the thing you're gonna hate me (sighs) i'm thinking that it doesn't have to be a regular segment but if we want to do a what the hell episode for patreon sometimes oh yeah so like 15 or 20 minute mini cast for the patrons on Patreon can be one of our little things that we do sometimes. Like if we do trivia with Shan and we do um, news shows and then we have like what the hell is it's where we each bring three or four stories and we yuck it up. Yeah. Cause I like it's that. a lot of fun when we do that. Yeah. I think when we were forced to like be inventive every single week with it, it was just like, we ugh. ran out. We ran out. So that's my pitch. You okay. don't hate, you don't hate me. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yes, I'm done. This yeah. will be the last episode. The end. Goodbye. Happy 200th. Um, Right. So I just wanted to make it to 200. (laughs) Yeah. We're breaking up. Do you remember when I got upset about the paper? Yes, I do. And you know what? I pulled some clips. Do we need to give any context to this? So uh, would you like? No, I don't think we do. So what I would like to say, though, because I did pull the clips, (laughs) what I will say is that. um, So this is well into shrink chat. This is in. what February? This is right before COVID, or right kind of while right before I think, while, or as we were like transitioning in. Yeah, it's kind of like we were getting a lot of news around it, but it wasn't in America at the point at this point. I think that we knew of. So exactly. So just know that. <laughs> also, I'm very sick because <laughs> what happens is I go to Sundance usually every January, and I spend my time walking in the snow 24 seven and I either show up to Sundance with bronchitis and get gets worse or I come back with it. So it's February. So it's right after that. And I'm, I sound like shit. However, <laughs> um, on the shrink chat show, this is the, for whatever reason. And Kathy's going to explain herself. She, um, this she has recognized this as a pivotal moment in her trajectory of the show. I was so I used to get the Sunday paper all the time, and they stopped. They were delivering it at like ten o'clock on a Sunday. I needed it at seven. So here's we literally. This was like a three show arc of this. <laughs> I only pulled two of the clips. Okay, she really went on and on. But anyway, <laughs> here you go. I'm going to play this. Bring in the fun topics, right? Yeah, I always, I always take right it. from the party. Yeah, we, we always, we're always way up here, and then it's Ruin like the party, Kathy. Kathy's, what do we call it? The newspaper. Kathy reads the paper. Kathy reads. Oh, okay, I sound can so I tell sick. You this, though, before we get into this, please. It's the second time in three weeks I've had to call L.A. Times oh. up and yell at them. Oh my god, she because my Sunday LA paper Times. should not be coming at nine a.m. Oh yeah, too late for you. Come on, six. Between it, it, 
I right? told them as long as it's there by eight, that's how much I have now negotiated. I want it there by seven. Of course you do. Right? So I told them <laughs> two strikes, man. She's like, well, we'll fix this for you. I said, I, well, you haven't fixed it yet. And the only way you're going to fix it if, is if you light a torch up Under this guy's this ass. person this is. Because it's yeah. not LA Times. It's no, your it's delivery guy who keeps getting later each week. Well, and you has- know how I feel about my Sunday paper. Here she goes. <laughs> and if I'm getting it at nine, my day's already begun. And I have to have it with me. And then she has the balls to say to me, ma'am, you know that you get an electronic copy of that. On- now, you know oh, you know me. No, that was the wrong thing That was thing the wrong to thing to say. And I, I lost it a little bit. Oh, and I was just shit. like, I don't want to read my paper on a screen it's why i order it it's why i spend more money it's right. more expensive to order the actual paper because of the trees and such it's a stressful sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first conversation we had about that do you remember <laughs> i kind of remember that one that's i was starting to get pissed but i haven't i hadn't yet i think completely given up no, you hadn't p- completely given up, and I do believe this next clip is... The, I, that's when I lose it. ...is the next week on Shrink Chat. <laughs> now, tell us why this why this is such a memory for you, do you think, like I think around I, the show? I don't... Okay, because I think that when I listened to it back... Like which, on your car radio, like, oh, God. Like, I was really upset, <laughs> and it made me laugh because... People have told me before, you know, when you get really upset, sometimes it's hard to take you seriously. And I've always hated that because I'm the youngest of like three brothers and I've got this complex like, no, I'm serious. Right. But when I listen to this, I couldn't even take myself seriously. I was laughing so hard listening to myself. That's pretty cool because that's like the objectivity that you had. Yeah. It's like how the, you know, what's so cool about that is like how the show is providing a psychological process for us. Yeah doing it and i mean clearly it's a paper it wasn't life-changing yeah, yeah, yeah. but i i didn't realize how excited i got oh, so <laughs> well you can hear so one you can hear how sick i am right like you can hear i'm like not feeling well but you can also hear me going like oh god oh my goodness here she goes like i'm providing some context yeah. and i'm doing that for the listeners because it's like they might be thinking the same thing yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can really ugh, hear how sick I am. But anyway, here's um, the following week on Shrink Chat. Um, I entitled this episode Catching Up and Kathy, Kathy Cancels the Paper. I mean, my guesses will probably be right around this. All right. Yeah. Here Here we we go. go. Fair. So one of the really important things that has happened that I feel as if we definitely need to follow up on. (laughs) I'm humoring you. Is what happened with your paper. Oh, (laughs) I totally conned you right there. I thought you were going to bring up like the coronavirus. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So last we left. Last Sunday. Remember I said, I'm going to give him a four minute window. Mm Mm-hmm. You said two, actually. Oh, I did I? I thought I said, Kathy, Four, calm down. Uh, at, at, at like 8.07, I think I ended up calling LA Times. Okay. And because um, clearly, as we knew, it, <laughs> no, it wasn't they were going, going to, to there. fail. I mean, 8.07, you called. And they did the whole thing of, ma'am, we would really like to, to um, help you. Blah, to, blah, blah. to give us a moment to fix that. Right. She had said that to me a couple times. So before she even finished, and I just, here's my disclaimer. I used to work in customer service. So it takes me a lot to get to this point because I understand the patience it takes. I like how you're explaining yourself. Right. So she starts to say, 
her script, which yes. is, ma'am, we would love to, you know, I'm so sorry. We'd love to be able to, the second she goes into that, I literally go, no, 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 no. And she goes, um, and I go done. I'm done. This is the third strike. Look in your notes from last week. I knew this was going to come up. I've given you guys, I go, it is eight. 30 the paper is still not here it's coming at not and then he's she's like ma'am how many papers have you not gotten versus i go listen i don't have a tally what i can tell you is some weeks it doesn't come at all the other weeks it comes at nine o'clock in the morning when all of the sales are done or i'm already up during my day and i asked about five people after this when they get their sunday paper i did it 6 45 to 7 a.m yeah that's yeah mm -hmm. right yep so I canceled it. I said, reimburse me. I am so done. I've, I have been yeah. subscribing to you guys for so long. I go, the only way this is going to be fixed is if you fire this guy, because this is not an LA times problem. This is your delivery guy. <laughs> so then I oh, wait, is there more? There's a little bit more, but I just have to stop because <laughs> this whole time we're listening back to this, which I, I know is taking a little while is Kathy's just like hilarious at herself, like just laughing, which I, which now that you've told us, like, that there's a thing around like how serious you take yourself in those, in these heated yeah. moments and how like people will laugh at you and then you'll get mad at them laughing. Cause you're actually being serious. Like you're laughing at yourself. I'm laughing at myself. But I'm also thinking I still haven't rejoined LA times for, because I'm still traumatized. Okay. I'm just going to play the end of this little story here okay. real quick. So then I had to get a paper this morning. I had to get up and get it, which so I'm are like, you going to the convenience mart that yeah, you just, talked about I'm just going down to oh, CVS. CVS but, yeah. So I live in a, I live in a Canyon and they were deciding to do construction oh, I forgot about this, this morning. So I got up threw the dogs in the car, not literally. I wasn't like abusing. I wasn't throwing them in the car, put them in the car nicely. Um, <laughs> Gingerly. <laughs> Gingerly. <laughs> Although if you saw these dogs, yeah. it'd be funny. Belle, <laughs> Belle and Belle likes to sleep in. She's like a teenager, so she's looking at me shaking because it's cold and she's like, she's like this is we not up? a good why are, why are we in the car? Are you taking me to get groomed? Are you taking me to get my my nails clipped? She's This is hilarious because <laughs> like I'm already listening to it like Oh, you have to get in the car to go get your, you know, like it's so, yeah, this, is, this is the worst part of my Sunday. It's so entitled, yeah. right? Oh, like so oh, privileged. Yeah. So privileged. It's <laughs> so like, uh, they can't, they can't get my paper right. And I canceled them and I called up and yelled at them. And then I put my, I had to put my cold little doggies in the car and go get a paper, which oh is God. just making me laugh. That's too good. This is like. Have we had enough of that? Or do you want more? Just we need this tail end. All right. Here we go. I don't know how long this goes on, so we'll see. She's looking at me. And, and then, then she goes, oh, is this about the stupid paper? Yeah. And then Liam, Liam's just like all alert. He's like, where are we going? It's like fun. So I get in the car and the <laughs> canyon is shut down for, and there's a detour. So I have to go around. Awesome. I get to the Gelson's, wait a couple minutes for it to open. And they haven't gotten their shipment yet. Oh my God, it's the same delivery guy. <laughs> so then I go to the Shell station right next door and I say to the lady, hey, do you guys have the LA Times yet? And she goes, oh, we're still waiting our, on our delivery. And I literally go, God damn it, it's the same guy. <laughs> so okay, then, you can end it there. <laughs> I love how I'm like, it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously though, I had to go like all the way down, make a left, go down to the CVS and then I finally found it. But whatever. What a pain in the ass. <laughs>
<laughs> All because I want the physical paper. Because I know there's probably people right now going, well, she could have probably just looked it up online. No. <laughs> I want to crinkle it. I want to bend it. I want to smell it with my coffee. I don't want to turn on a screen. So shut it. So I just got like, so that was so loud. I'm apologizing because I get the little notification when Kathy blows her mic out. Did I just do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's her. It's I get this little like notification on the soundboard. It says, that's shut like, her up. <laughs> shut her up. So if you see me riding these levels sometimes when we're recording, it's because I'm turning you down and turning you up because there's passion. Yeah. Here. <laughs> there's passion about a paper. So but this is why we did shrink chat though. This is why we did shrink chat. So that that's why it's a good representative story. Um, if you don't already listen to shrink chat, um, it's great. And we really enjoy it uh, because it's got a lot of our personalities and our and our friendship in it, which mm-hmm. which is really enjoyable. And also um, we talk about a lot of horror movies. Uh, we bring psych research. We do um, we do <laughs> we do trivia. We bring news. We do a lot of fun stuff. It's got more of a structure now than it did then. But it's a lot of fun. So anyway, that was in season two. And um, it might have been when <clears throat> Shrink Chat just really started to be um more we were more comfortable with it yeah we started like we got more comfortable and so we knew what it was i think at that point yeah and what we were using it for yeah yeah i think i think that's true so yeah we did um we need to talk about kevin and we started doing you know we did the waco netflix uh series and um an episode i really liked was the fictionalization of the psychopath we Mm -hmm. sort of talked in general about a lot of films that have that in it and all of that. And um, we did a child crimes two episode, which mm-hmm. was directly driven by you guys mm-hmm. wanting that. Like it had such, yeah, we were surprised. The first one had such high numbers and I'm like, well, let's revisit these cases and we could probably do that again. Cause mm-hmm. so somewhere in the second season, we, we did a, you know, 150th episode and on and on Zodiac. We talked about that. So now we're into season three and you still haven't gotten the paper. No, I, I'll pick it up every now and then. But you're just off the LA Times. She used to be religious, you guys, no, and I, the LA Times. When I went to Gelson's the other day, too, I was looking at New York Times, LA Times, New York Times. Like, yeah, screw I get you, the- LA Times, and I grabbed the New York Times. <laughs> I get the, I've always gotten the New York Times. I've always, I've always really enjoyed the New York Times. The hard copy or the, the, the- I used to get the hard copy. I get, um, I'm digital. I'm all digital yeah. with it now. Um. And I find it really useful because one, I want to support the paper mm-hmm. and I support their podcasts as well. I listen to the daily every day. Yeah. And, I am thinking about getting the New York times. Give and, them a shot. and I do the digital copy too, because when I'm doing research, um, you know, you can only read like three of the articles without paying. Yeah. So now anytime yes. I do research and I, and I look and I find an article in New York times, I can just save it to my library on there and I've got like a fund of, you know, since the 1940s, practically. I mean, like there's stuff going on. Like when I did the Manson series, I mm-hmm. had article, the actual real articles from because it was an L.A. story. I had all the art, original articles from when it was happening in, the, mm-hmm. in, you know, in real time. So, yeah, here we are in season three. How are you feeling about things? I love it. I mean, it's just I feel like we we just keep evolving, you know? And mm-hmm. I think um, 2020 was unfortunate for a lot of reasons, but specifically for the podcast, I think we look really looked forward to the usual events we go to, plus wanting to do 
some of the conventions and other events just because we've we've grown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we'll talk about this at the end of the show today, but that's something I'm really looking forward to adding to our yeah. show is just um, being able to do some live feeds and, and um, bringing back to our audience our experiences going to some of these shows and yep more merch uh, yeah so we're we're there let's we can talk about season three and also our like thoughts for the future i think one of the things that also happened um in season three is kathy started uh, on the merch train and so she's got some really amazing mugs she's had created and some shirts and stuff and one of the pieces of the website that i think is you know it's going to serve that purpose because there's been people that just ask now, listen guys like merch isn't our like hugest focus, but people started asking. Yeah. That's really why we did it. I mean, you might think like, why does the fledgling um, psych horror podcast have to have merch? Well, it's like, because people were asking and it's fun. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Um, and so there's going to be a, a part of the website. I've already set it up. I'm just, we're working on like pictures and descriptions and naming the merch and stuff. And, and then you'll be able to purchase it on the website. So that's coming. Yeah. And I, I look forward to doing just um, more creative stuff with our merchandise this year. Um, you know, again, certain access to things. I have a really great photographer who's going to help, you know, take good pictures so people can actually get a really good picture of what our webs I mean what our merchandise looks like it's been hard to access certain things yeah, this exactly. year exactly it's slowed us um, it's slowed us down it has slowed us down and so you know I, I obviously like even getting people to you know wear the shirts for our website and they getting you know that's contact that's all of this stuff that that's been yeah. it's been a lot more challenging this past year so my hope is mm-hmm. for us and for all of you that that will um, accelerate this year yeah, we're 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 just trying to we're we've really grown it organically, right? We didn't like rush to anything. We're not we're not one of those podcasts that gets like launched by Shutter or Wandry or any of those big companies where they got all their shit together in the beginning. This is totally like homegrown and we're learning as we go. Yeah. And so um and we're producing it fully ourselves and doing all the things. And that's why we started a Patreon. Cause we thought like I, one is fun and I'm getting to know our listeners in an intimate way, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. Like, um, really having a lot of contact, watching movies with them, that kind of stuff. But also, so we could have, um, a little bit of money that we could put towards very specific things. And one of those things is merch. And the other, one of those things is a website. It's like all those things you need to build. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, those things are happening right now and are going to be very much in the bag during season three. So, and if people have ideas of what they want, you know, we started with mugs and t-shirts and we have some other and stickers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but if there are things like, you know, we've looked at doing beanies and patches and, um, I would like to ex- explore all that, but clearly we also want to make what people want. Yeah, so if yeah, there are things not- that you are going, Hey, I'd love a keychain, or I'd love the, you know, just let us know and yep. we'll make it totally. Um, Kathy's on it for that. And then, um, we'll get it on the website and then, then people can order through the website and that'll make things a lot more streamlined for you and for mm-hmm. me. So, um, yeah, in season three, we've started doing a bunch of different things and you you guys, you know, can tell us what you like and what you could do without, cause we've definitely continued on, um, the road 
where like we did Henry Portrait of the Serial Killer and we did Seven, the movie. We're trying to do the psychopathic uh, nuances in these kind of big movies that have these very famous criminal characters. And recently we started um, Female Psychopath series, which I thought would be really great. And it, so far it is really great. We had one episode about Basic Instinct and we're going to keep doing them until we run out of ladies to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of our listeners asked me like, how many of these are you going to do? This one's really good. They really enjoyed the conversation. So I'm like, as many movies as there are. <laughs> and we might also act, actually add cr- true crime stories to that as well, mm-hmm. because we talked about um, some females in the news that would fit into that and uh, aren't fictional. Yep. So we're also been doing the Black Mirror, et cetera. And we do a ton of horror talk on Shrink Chat. Like we do, that's a huge, we do episodes on this main show, terror talk around horror. Like we did a frost, ice and snow horror. We did winter horror. We did, um, giallo. Um, <laughs> we did a giallo episode. I think adding the, the discord yes. and doing the, uh, the buddy watches that yes. if, if you all join the discord, you can watch along with us. Shannon's on there much more than I am. Um, I hold down the fort. She does. I unfortunately with teaching and stuff, sometimes evenings are hard for me, but I love to jump on when I can. We have a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun on there. And um, that gives us more movies to talk about. And, and sometimes they're ridiculous and um, just completely hilarious, but watching it in a group and talking about it on the show, it just makes it a lot of fun. I know that I've enjoyed the addition of that. Yes. And I'm glad, um, you know, I was on there for a few months, checking it out, getting it sorted out, really experiencing it, seeing if we wanted it, made some friends, et cetera. And then by the time I sort of knew it was awesome, I said, Kathy, join us. <laughs> and so join she did. Us. Join us. So she did. And it's, it's, it's super fun. And our people on our discord are awesome. So it's a really friendly place. And because it's because it's invite only for our patrons, it's it's a it's a safe place. Yes, that's why I'm there so much is because we want it to be a safe place where people can feel like they can express themselves. And that's where I've learned about like I didn't like I talked about Repo the Genetic Opera on Shrink Chat last week, and I didn't know about that movie. Like I had seen it before. I yeah. had I had seen it a couple of years yeah. after it had come out, so I remembered it, but I didn't know it was such a thing. So watching that with someone who loves it is a full product of the Discord. Like I wouldn't have known that at all. Like that's pep- one of Pepper's faves, and so like awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, things that are coming up. We're gonna keep doing the two shows that we're doing for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, some events this year. Hopefully some events this year. We're very much wanting to do that, to go out and do some festivals and do some um, in the field. I'm going to get some equipment actually for doing like in the field interviews so that we can do that with pretty good sound quality, which is my goal. Um, Some merch, it sounds like. We're going to keep being creative and coming up with series and episodes that you like, but we also always want to hear from you on all of our social media stuff uh we have all the things as you know insta and twitter and patreon and blah 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 facebook etc i'm i'm very appreciative to you for agreeing to do this show with me 
three years ago. <laughs> um, one of my struggles in in my creative trajectory over the years has been that I have a lot of passion and energy for creative projects and not very many people can match me in that. Mm. So I've started a lot of things with like a partner or a co-person with different things. I'm back in the day, little movies and different things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't want to work in a vacuum. I don't want to necessarily work by myself on things. Sometimes. Sure. Like if you come to me with an episode you want to do on your own, like I'll record you and we'll do it and whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, so I have this idea for a spinoff. It's just me. (laughs) And you're just doing songs on your cameo. Yeah. Your Casio. Casio. Anyway, my point being is that you have really um, stuck in there with me. We have stuck in together and I am actually not used to that. Mm. Most people will tap out. Um, and even though we've gotten busy and there's been times where I'm like sick or not feeling it or you're sick or not feeling it. And we kind of carry each other through Mm -hmm. just to the next week type of thing. And when we're having an issue, we figure it out, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that teamwork that it takes to do this, like, Hey, um, I don't want to do this every week. Can we record every other week or this? Like, okay, how are we going to do that? We just problem solve together. And uh, it's just been a really great partnership in that way, like kind of teaching each other how to communicate best with each other. And not reacting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's really easy to get into creative spaces with people and it feel, I don't know, contentious or competitive or problematic. And I think that you and I, even in our friendship, we have our, I don't want to say roles, that sounds weird, but it's like, we sort of take who we are in our friendship and that's sort of fallen nicely into the project. I understand. Um, And I think, so there are things that you highlight that you're really strong at and, um, and, and know you do well in and passionate about, and I'm not going to try to do that. Right. Nor do I need to do it too and vice versa. Right. So I think it takes like acknowledging that and being comfortable in that versus going, no, I need to be able to do that too. Wait, you're not the only one producer. I want to, I want to, you know, and that's where it yeah. can get tricky. And I just have no desire to have to do everything equally that way. Absolutely. And it, that would involve too much ego too. That's what like, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It would just, it would, it, it, and, and I do hear creative projects like having that problem, right? Mm-hmm. Where they like, someone feels like they have to be the overlord over everything. Yeah. It's like I might say like, hey, what's going on with the merch or whatever, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. I want you to do it. I just need this piece of thing for right. the website or whatever. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, right. do, do do you. Yeah. <laughs> just I, tell me what's up. It's you like know? you see this with bands and bands oh, breaking sure. up too for that type of stuff, you sure. know. So anyway, I, I appreciate that about our partnership. Yeah, too, it's so. good stuff. We're going to keep going. And happy 200th episode, yeah. Kathy Barrett. Happy 200th. Uh, We will go on and we thank you, the listener, so much because really, if we're, if I don't have a mic in front of me and we do this all the time anyway, (laughs) it's true. I could just be talking to you. It's true. So we're really doing this for you. And that's why there's been a big, um, that's why we sort of wanted to share this episode with you um, as one of our main um, episodes, because 
it's it's really for you guys that we're doing this and we really want to let you into our process and how we've come about but also that's to show you how much we rely on your input and we pay attention to that and how much we're trying to build things that help you have fun listening to us and how we can provide more knowledge more fun um more entertainment for you guys true story that's what it's about so this has been our 200th episode of terror talk thank you so much for listening this is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone we hope you enjoyed this episode of terror talk please check out our patreon page instagram twitter and facebook we'd love to engage with you as part of our community please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.